Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI. We're here at Project Voice with Dave Robinette, CEO and founder of Pound 250. Dave, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Pat. So, I've been working with you for a long time, but I'd say the majority of the voice community, um, at least my listeners, would love to hear about what Pound 250 is. So if you could give us a high-level overview, what is it that Pound 250 provides to its customers? Well, so let's start with what it is. So what it is is a speed dial that already works on everybody's mobile phone, and that's possible because it's programmed into the networks of the, all the mobile carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, U.S. Cellular, et cetera. Everybody. So that's an exclusive partnership because pound 250, nobody else can take that domain space, right? That's right. Nobody can have pound 250, but it's even better because the, for me anyway, because the mobile carriers do not provision new short dialing codes like what we've got. So in, in that sense, it's a exclusive thing. So anybody in the U.S., and it sounds like we were talking a little before this, maybe even some other regions outside of the U.S., all they have to do is dial pound 250 hit the call button, and then they're talking to your service. They're talking to our IVR platform, and at that point, the, everyone in the U.S. or Canada will be prompted, hello, please say the keyword. Now, they'd only do that if they heard some advertising with that call to action. Hey, to reach us, dial pound to 50 and say, Pizza Hut. Or in your case, because I set up a demo for you, you can dial pound to 50 and say, Dry Cleaning. And you'll be talking to Pat in this case. But the basic functionality is once we recognize that, that spoken keyword, as I call it, the basic function is we can route a live phone call to a call center or a front desk, could be a small business front desk, and then we can optionally also offer the caller a one-time text reply. So we, we literally ask permission, may we send you a one-time text reply with more information. So that's anything you can put in the text reply. So we can sometimes fit up to four different links in there using short URLs, which make them trackable also. And this isn't in competition with existing voice offerings. It, if I'm correct, you guys can actually take pound 250 and people can take their Google Actions and Alexa skills and put that up into your service. Am I right? Well, that's right. It's, it's early days, but I um, originally I had the idea, well, maybe I have to go uh, buy 200 uh, echoes and create an echo farm, right? All attached to an inbound phone line. But I figured out there was a better way. There's a, uh, an existing technology actually called web sockets, or sometimes called web hooks. And and uh, not all of the telephony platforms support it, but Nexmo uh, is one. Nexmo being similar to Twilio. Uh, it supports WebSockets in terms of they support the development tool for WebSockets. But basically, what WebSockets does is it, it does a handshake with your application server or voice application server, and it creates a WebSocket, which is basically a tunnel where the audio can get streamed bi-directionally uh, in, in bits and bytes, and it's getting streamed in real time. So it's not a walkie-talkie conversation where the user requests something and then it's got a, and then the human has to wait for a response it's bi-directional so you might ask a question or place the first part of your restaurant order and the and the and the server might be confirming what you said and you could say oh no no i meant 
sour cream, mm. not hot sauce. And I have that happen. I'll be talking to people and I'll be showing them some of our Alexa skills or Google actions. And as they're trying it, because voice is so new, they'll be like, no, 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 no. Or they'll, they'll try to correct it or they'll try to interact with it. And then they realize, oh, wait, I had to say the wake word. And then they say the wake word and they interrupt it. But it, it sounds like yours removes that friction. And it makes it just a little bit easier to be able to do that bi-directional conversation. Right. So that's sort of new news. Because when, when we were here at, at uh, the Alexa conference, now Project Voice last year, I was asking everybody, can Alexa take a phone call? Can Google Assistant take a, a phone call? And the answer was no. Now, a young person like yourself would say, well, why would I need to ever make a phone call in my whole life, right, <laughs> when I've got my, my smartphone? But, but the answer is, uh, you may be a brand, and I don't care who you are, at least this side of Facebook or, or Instagram, your brand, Applebee's will never have their app on everybody's phone. And even Starbucks, you know, the biggest brands, their app is not on more than 5% of all the handsets out here. So, therefore, that's a hurdle for any consumer you want to engage with, mm -hmm. right? If that's your plan, that's a limited plan. That's got a ceiling on it. So why not use a technology mm -hmm. where anybody who, with a mobile phone can, acts, can engage with your brand with no prerequisites? I don't have to install a mobile app first. I don't have to remember your 10-digit phone number. I don't have to be uh, using a smart speaker. I don't have to be standing in front of a kiosk. I'm using my phone that is always with me, and 100% of consumers can do it. So you're taking the ceiling of your, uh, you know, you know we, we talk about addressable markets, right? That's old, older terminology. I'm calling it accessibility. We're taking it from a ceiling of 24% of households with smart speakers up to 100%. Everybody is a Like fan. instantly. Yes. Yes. And you've created this snowball because this is a protocol of the phone numbers that's widely accepted, similar to a website URL. You can go to any computer, type in the website URL, and you go there. Go to any phone, type in that phone number, and you go to pound 250. That's right. And, and actually, domain names are the perfect analogy because exactly zero people would ever arrive at your website if they had to remember your IP address. Right? So that's why we use words because the human mind can remember words but not random number strings. Yeah. Right? And, you know, and there's other barriers on a case-by-case -case basis. Even to use an Alexa skill, you have to know the wake word exactly. a lot of times. Exactly. Not always nowadays, but for, uh, but for niche uh, skills, you would have to literally know the, the, the wake word or the skill activation. Whereas on, now, we have the same issue. You, you, the consumer has to hear a call to action which tells them what the keyword is, but oftentimes the keyword is simply the brand name. So if, I, if I'm driving home and I want to order dinner from Chipotle hands-free, I'm going to dial pound 250 and say, and say Chipotle Mexican Grill. I don't, didn't have to remember anything, and I'm doing it hands-free, right? I plus, press the Bluetooth button on the steering wheel, say dial pound 250, connects to our platform, I say Chipotle Mexican Grill, and I'm placing my order with my voice, and at least after the first time when I went through the process and read my credit card number, it's stored my credit card number, so I don't have to pull that out and look at it this time. So I, I, I'm doing the whole thing hands-free. Um, and again, if it, um, so it, it has basically removed all the friction. If all you gotta know is the brand name to engage with the brand, there's zero friction. You can do it from any mobile phone and once they store my payment information, I don't have to read a credit card or anything. 
I love the marrying that you've done because I have some of the customers that work with Voice First ask us, okay, well, if they end up getting frustrated during the Alexa skill experience or during the actions on Google experience, can we route them to a true human? Mm -hmm. Can we route this? If they ask us for our phone number, could we just have it complete the call? Yeah. And as of right now, Alexa and Google have not opened up those capabilities for developers to be able to use. You have already have a solution to that where you can have a conversation with the, the system itself. Yes. But then if you also want, you can route that call directly to a call center, to a person. Like, you proved this with the dry cleaner. If I call pound 250 and say dry cleaner, it's going to route it straight to my phone. Dry I didn't clean, even Dry cleaning. Dry but, cleaning. But I can add that synonym. And I didn't even realize that you had that capability to route it to my phone. Mm -hmm. That's very powerful, and I need to show that to more people because that, one, was easy. I didn't, I have no idea how I would do that number routing if I didn't know you. Yeah. And then it just goes straight to my phone for any call like that, and all they need to know is the keyword. I can put that in all of our direct mailing. I can put it in an Instagram story. I can make a TikTok video around it. I can put it at the end of our YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Pound 250, dry cleaning. Easy. It's straightforward. Yeah. It's straightforward. So, so you know, a lot of people have said, well, you know, young people don't want to talk on the phone anymore. But I, I and I think that that's true in in a lot of cases. But when they need to make an appointment at the doctor's office, right, or or if you are talking with a marketer and you've got some follow up questions, because I can never find my answer in anybody's FAQ. I, mm. You know, my question is always so odd that I need to talk to a human because I can't even find it if I wanted to in the FAQs, right? right? So there are occasions where even young people, yes, will be willing to speak to a human being. But, but since we're talking about speaking, using your voice to speak to virtual assistants, mm -hmm. then um, there's lots of reasons to do that, right? Because the virtual assistant uh, is either bringing me back information or they may be a, you know, a, a concierge like, hey, go make me reservations at, at Olive Garden. You know, there, so there's lots of ways to use voice even if you're not speaking to another human. I Question guess that's the point. For you. This is coming from a place of curiosity. My phone stopped doing calls last week. Don't know why, it's a Google Pixel. Guy at the Sprint store said that the Pixel's getting a buggy. So I spent an entire week only making calls with Google and Alexa. I make a lot of calls because ah, of, of the yeah. business that I'm in. So I was constantly saying, hey, Google, call this number. Alexa, call this number. And I was having them call it. A lot of the people that listen to this podcast listen to it on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, either in their flash briefing on Alexa or on Google Podcast with Google. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to talk to your service via those devices that can make calls, have you tested or experimented to see if Pound 250 works on those? Well, you cannot tell Echo to dial pound 250. Okay. And in fact, I've learned that Siri, for some reason, this is unbelievable to me, but Siri does not know that there's a pound key and a star key on the telephone dial pad. Isn't she smart? She's pretty dumb if she doesn't <laughs> know how to, that that's a possibility on a, on a telephone dial pad. Now, did you tell it to dial a specific number? Yes, I told it, I didn't tell it a contact. I, I pulled it up, the contact on my phone, read it to Google and I said, call this number. Well, so I'm not 100% sure, but I th I'm thinking that the smart speakers can only dial numbers that are in your contact list. Have you ever tried dialing just a random? Okay. You could be right that I might not have just pulled, it may have been a number already stored in my contact, but I definitely didn't say the contact name. I did, I did explicitly read out a phone number. Yeah. 
Well, so you had to know the phone number somehow, right? Exactly. So you either had to look it up or... And that was why I was curious of the pound 250. Like, can I just tell Google, dial pound 250? And then it's like, well, all of the speakers are engaged. And it's like, instead of... You were talking about that wake word. Uh -huh. The wake word for yours is instead of saying, hey, Google, talk to pound 250. It's just, hey, Google, call pound 250. And yeah. then when that launches, they're able to say the wake word and still talk to it. You know, so... A lot of our business is radio advertisers, right? And, and we say dial pound on your mobile phone, dial pound 250. Now, some people, despite that instruction, they ask Siri to do the dialing or they'll, they'll ask Google to do the dialing. Yep. And my impression is that it works some of the time on Google and it usually does not work on Siri mm -hmm. for the reason I mentioned. So I, I tried to fix that a little bit by... Um, uh, because Google is looking for your business on the internet. So instead of using our office phone number, I used our the number that accesses our platform instead. So I was trying to kind of fake out Google to, you know, send anybody that was wanting to talk to us to our platform number oh, instead wow. of our office number. Yes, how'd that work? Um, I, I don't know yet. Still uh, running, I, I still think, running I think it has helped, yeah. Now, one thing that would always work, which is my ultimate goal, is... Um, I'm going to do this someday where, where I'm going to set up a keyword so uh, we can send you the pound to 50 V card, meaning contact. Yes. So that if you want to, you can just store the pound to 50 access number in your contacts. And if you do that forevermore, you'll, you will be able to tell Siri to call pound to 50. Ah, because you've saved it to contacts and yeah. that's where your question came from about have I saved it? right so that's why we're working on we, we're working on different partnerships I mean we have a nationwide partnership with iHeartRadio right because again our uh, radio advertisers is our current main use case but we we've offered the total traffic and weather network so they they supply a weather and traffic service to local radio stations but they are they are rolling out dial pound to 50 and say traffic or total traffic nationwide and we're basically giving it to them for free just to expand our own awareness so that lots of citizens know, that, oh, there's this thing called Pound to 50, and you can call it, and it works, yes. and you can say a keyword. Yes, and this is the perfect opportunity. 2020, we've known each other for almost a year now. Mm -hmm. I've been able to see your platform grow. I saw billboards when I was driving down to different voice conferences. I've seen Pound 250 growing. What are you guys headed towards in 2020? What would you say that you guys are working on? Is it partnerships? Is it improving the technology? Where's your head at for 2020? Well, we'll continue to grow our radio, direct response radio business, but what I'm focused on this year is voice ordering from restaurants. So some of them have rolled it out, right? So Domino's has been experimenting the last few years with order by voice, but you first have to have their mobile app. Mm -hmm. Right, which is a barrier again. Good old Dom. Right, because you only get your lo most loyal customers who you were going to get anyway. To download right? the app, right. Now, Chipotle has announced they are rolling out this call us with a regular phone and you can place your order by automated voice. They have, they've said they're rolling it out to all 2,800 stores. Wow. Now, I don't do that routing yet, but you can try it out by dialing pound 250 and saying Chipotle Mexican Grill. And that's going to actually route you for now just to a single store in Atlanta that has it implemented. Whoa. But you'll get connected and, and, and the, the voice will say, oh, did you know I can take your order now? 
So they, they've achieved the, the same thing I'm talking about. They must be using something like WebSockets to, to create the interface between the telephone system and their, their voice, intelligent voice server. Right. Um, so they've done it, but they still have a problem in that the Chipotle customer still has to first go look up the 10-digit phone number of the store where they want to pick up their order. Mm. Right, because you have to pick up your order at, at one of their locations, not one of seven. So you got to look up the store and call them, and then that IBM. Right now, so. maybe you could do that, and maybe you could add it to your contact list, but that's friction, right? Mm -hmm. And so, to me, if you have to first Google the phone number, you've defeated the purpose of voice only, hands-free. Mm -hmm. Because I could already place the order on the Chipotle website. Now, because even if you did a voice search using Google Assistant you're going to get more than one listing, right? You're going to get the, the four of, uh, locations nearest you, and you still haven't made a choice. And generally speaking, you're going to have to visually inspect which of those four do I want, yep. which you cannot do while you're driving. Right. So our system, now we haven't solved all of this yet, but we, we will. If you say Chipotle, we're going to route the call to the one that's nearest you. And maybe we'll say, hey, do you want the one on Broadway or the one on 51st Street? Right, we may have one little level of confirmation, but you will not have to visually scan a list. Or, you know, eventually we'll, we'll be able to say, well, which location do you want? And you'll say 51st and Broadway. And we'll say, okay, connecting now. So that's what I'm focused on because right now, when we're helping direct response advertisers, so there's a garage door company in LA. So you might hear a radio ad, dial pound to 50 and say Mesa garage door. But you're only gonna do that once in your life probably, once or twice while you're working with that particular provider. I'm trying to come up with clients and use cases where somebody would do it over and over, right? So after I successfully placed my first order with Chipotle, I'm going to keep dialing pound 250 and saying Chipotle mm. to place an order once a week, let's say. And once I get in the hang of that, then I'll be that much more likely to do it for Applebee's and Red Lobster and or DoorDash. Maybe I can get a, hey DoorDash, Grubhub, if you're out there, right? We can provide the interface. Nobody has to install your app. Mm -hmm. You just dial, maybe you dial pound 50 and say Grubhub. We say, which restaurant do you want? You say Applebee's, right? So you see this trend because I think VoiceBot even did a research earlier on this year where they were saying these trends of on-demand ordering, expecting real-time delivery, as well as maybe it was voice technology as well. It's coming together in the food industry and they were talking about how all those trends are coming together on demand. People are decreasing the amount that they're eating inside of restaurants, eating more out, eating away. So to be able to have that and to have the recurring purchase via phone, well, you're seeing the opportunity in restaurants. Yeah, so again, from my point of view, I want repeat users. Mm -hmm. But from the restaurant, well, and from the customer's point of view, at least one pain point we're solving is well, A, I don't have to look anything up. I don't have to install the app. But the other pain point we're solving is order ahead, right? If I have to wait till I get to the restaurant, then I got to wait in the line, whether mm -hmm. it's the drive through line or the, you know, standing, <clears throat> indoor standing in line line. If I can dial pound to 50 and order ahead, then I've saved that much time in line, right? Because I know like McDonald's and others are rolling out you know, voice ordering at the kiosk in the drive-through. Well, that doesn't save me, the customer, any effort because I could—I'd just be happy to 
In fact, I'd probably prefer to be talking with a human, hmm. uh, you know, who's taking my order. Interesting. Well, you know, like it is today, right? There's usually a real human there who comes through the speaker saying, can I take your order? So all mm -hmm. it does for McDonald's is maybe allow them to not get backed up. They can take everybody's order right now. Um, but that doesn't do the customer any good, really. In fact, it's probably introducing frustration because you could work out uh, misunderstandings with the human easier than the automated rep here in the short term, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, skipping the line is a big benefit. Skipping the line. And, 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 and again, my use case vision is, oh, I'm driving home. I just, well, I don't want to cook tonight. I just decide which place I want to order from and I can do it with my voice hands-free while I'm driving. Again, if I have to look up a number, if I have to use their app, I cannot do that while I'm driving. When people are trying to make the decision, I want to implement voice technology, do I use Alexa, do I use Google, do I use an IVR? If they were talking to you and asking you that question, what would your response be to them? I would say do all of them, but uh, again, my fundamental point is smart speaker penetration in households. If you ask Brett at VoiceBot, he'll say, you know, last year he said 26%. Uh, there was an NPR, uh, I, Edison Research that came out said 24% now. So, you know, you're always going to get a little discrepancy. A little, you know, plus or minus there. But let's call it one out of four households. Mm -hmm. It's just me, but I think four out of four households is better than one out of four households. With phones. And that's a smart speaker at home. Now, if you're talking about in the automobile, well, what, what's the penetration of Alexa Auto? It's got to be less than 5%. It's probably less than 1% at the moment. Now, I'm sure they're going to grow. But I'm here to tell you, smart speaker penetration or Alexa Auto is never going to be probably above 70%. Now, 70, you can make a darn good business on 70%, but it's not 100%. It's not 100%. If you're the advertiser, you want 100% of those customers to be able to engage with you. Them. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't do a smart speaker skill. I'm just saying make your, make your functionality accessible to anybody with a mobile phone. Because if you engage with, engage with them the first time, you can always migrate them to your skill or to your app. Mm -hmm. But you'll never do that. Um, you know, you, you'll never get married if you don't ask somebody out on a date first. So use pound two fifty to ask them out on a date. Dave, it was amazing having you. If people want to follow the story of what you're doing, they want to follow the progress, they want to get in contact. Mm -hmm. How do you recommend people follow along with what you're doing? Well, you can always dial pound two fifty and say Dave Robinette, or you can say get more calls, and that'll connect you to our offices. Uh, or the website's www.pound250.com. That's P-O-U-N-D, 250.com. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI.